0: Blood Talk Radio. Hey.
1: The Madden Voice. Three, two, one, now. Oh, I tell you, me and Blog Talk Radio, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, and almost every week, there's something wrong with with their service that I've been using for over a decade. Uh, but I'm here, Commissioner T, the Madden Voice. I'm going to bring uh, two co-hosts ready to roll. I'm going to bring them on. I want to do a sound check um, because I, I couldn't connect the normal way because of their website. So uh, hang tight if you're out there listening. This will not take long. I just want to make sure that everybody can hear everybody. Uh, Dr. Train and JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Can you guys hear me?
2: Yep, Indeed. we got you.
1: Can I sound okay?
2: Yeah. You know, other than the press from hmm. your boys, losing you sound fine. I
1: don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. All
2: This right. uh, is
1: K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Can you hear me okay? I
3: heard you loud and clear, Captain.
1: What's going on? All right. All right. I'm a, I'm a little annoyed, not because my team lost. We'll get to that momentarily. It's just every every week there seems to be something different with this website. Creating this is the call in number, the host call in number was not in service. So I had, to, oh, I had oh. to go another route to get in. And I tried it like five times and I could stand the number is not in service. So, you know, and I paid for this. This isn't free. I pay for this. I pay to provide this great entertainment we do each week. And if I pay for something, I want the motherfucker to work. I want no more bullshit. I want can you bullshit. control the switchboard?
2: So that means you can't control the switchboard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in oh. I'm in the switchboard. I'm there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all right, so uh hey, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a good day. hey everybody did everybody have a good Thanksgiving.
2: Indeed. Yes, sir. For show for show. It was great. Morning was awesome. Okay.
1: Good, <laughs> good. I had a good Thanksgiving. You know, for the most part, except for about three and a half hours of it. it was not good.
0: Right.
2: Other than that, it was good.
1: Three and a half hours of it was not good. And I don't know if you guys heard, Ron Rivera got fired today. Yep, we heard it. Yep. I don't get
2: it. Did I miss something? Did anybody hear why? I mean, are you guys as
0: shocked as I am on that one? A little bit. New owner. Yeah, I am. I mean, they lost four in a row, but still, I don't think it was time to give them the hook especially when you're not on your starting quarterback to begin with all season long. So yeah, I was a little surprised too.
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I didn't get that one at all. I, I uh, you know, and then, you what? know, then I look at our coach who continues to, but oh, the
3: oh. <laughs> well, um, apparently there was definitely. a change in ownership, right? With the Panthers.
2: Yeah. They have a new owner. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Uh, what I'm understanding is, in the last year, I mean, the new owner wanted, you know, he 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 had plans to go his his way. From what I'm hearing, he had plans to go his way if the season didn't go right anyway.
1: Yeah, but why not at least let the season play out? I mean,
2: true. You know, I the
1: guy had a Super Bowl, for, you know, two three years ago, whatever it was, and mm-hmm. he's got a winning record, and you know, at least. Give the man that they to finish out the season, you know, you, you yep. know, you doing it now, like y'all going to go somewhere. Like y'all going to bring in, you know, Bill Parcells or something. And he's going to turn you around and get you into the playoffs this year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That just rubs me some kind of way. Makes me feel some kind of way. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I don't own a football team. So, um, so, you know, I don't even know where to begin because there's so much to talk about, um, you know, the Cowboys lost, the Bears won, the Steelers won. You know, let's start with the Steelers. We are going to get to the upcoming Thursday night matchup between the Cowboys and the Bears. I think we're going to spend some time on that because we have Cowboys and Bears represented on the show. So let's start with the Steelers one because, you know, this was a team that we all had dead and buried, including Pittsburgh's number one fan, K-Star. Um, after an 0-3 start, it was like, well, it's gonna be a long year, you know. Sorry, K-Star, you know. Um, we, we were 3-0, and <laughs> and we were like riding high, And man, what a difference a day makes, because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that by the time the Cowboys and the Bears play, one team's going to be nine and three, one team's going to be ten and two, they're going to be battling for, you know, who's going to get the second seed, who's going to, you know, like, you know, maybe the Saints or someone might be on top with the number one seed, but the Cowboys and the Bears are going to battle it out. This game's going to be for, you know, number two seed going down the stretch and, um, yeah, I I don't know what I was drinking because, um, (laughs) You know, even though the Bears got to win, they're, you know, 6-6. Six six. Cowboys are 6-6. Six and, six. and then the goddamn Steelers after starting out 0-3, 7-5. No Antonio Brown. No Le'Veon Bell. No Ben Roethlisberger. And what? At his last quarterback, I think he was serving burgers at, you know, McDonald's or something, and they picked him up. They're like, hey, can you throw a football? Okay, we need you. And... Seven and five? Like, you know, in in the running for a wild card? K star. I I I mean, this is your this is your
2: you didn't see this coming, so don't 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 go that route. But <laughs>
1: don't know, don't. like what happened? He like, gonna be
2: all omniscient. <laughs> help
1: us here. We missed this a no one card is coming, so is it really cool? Is Mike Tomlin really that much of a bad
3: motherfucker? <laughs> he is. Any more questions? That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Well, I guess that's it. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My oh
1: man,
0: I love um, it. He,
3: said he, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he he is. I think he he is though. So <clears throat> the. He, you know, he hasn't had a losing record while as Steelers coach. He's been a head coach for Steelers uh, since 2008. So let's do the math. It's 11 years, right? I mean, that resume speaks for itself. This is the most impressive job he has done, given the degree of difficulty and adversity the team has faced. Um, you know, the big move in terms of personnel standpoint was training for Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, using a first-round pick um, on him, which was widely criticized. Uh, at the time because people thought um, it made sense for these people to think that way back. that the Steelers would yeah that the sealers would have a uh really high draft pick this coming year because they didn't think that they would the Steelers would amount to much given you know the injuries that they'd endured but <clears throat> um since acquiring Micah Fitzpatrick the Steelers' defense has been top 5 in pretty much every metric across the board they've been leading the way that's what happens when you have a third string quarterback who actually Doug Hodges was the, the fourth-string quarterback entering training camp, okay, because the Steelers ended up trading away our backup uh, for, I believe, the second-round 3rd pick uh, week two or three. Um, so this is the fourth-stringer doing this with, you know, the defense and, frankly, just a great coaching job They protected him. Um, you know, and even still, you know, this last game against Cleveland, we were without Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner, right? So, I mean, just goes to show you what a uh, great of a coach he is. You know, he has that strong defense the background. I think some people forget about that. Um, for Minnesota, that's what he was hired hired to be, was a defense specialist, and um, the defense has led the way. So, Mike Tomlin, hats off. That's why you're one of the best coaches in the league. And in my mind, of course, I'm biased, but coach of the year, given the injury, you don't really lose a Hawking quarterback and, um trade away a second round trade away your back quarterback and quarterback and use your fourth screen quarterback to enter the training camp and have much success in the NFL as evidenced by the Panthers who just started on the today. So shout out to shout to Mike Tomlin. he's the man.
1: Yeah, I you know, he won't win it, but I could I could certainly I can certainly co sign that his performance is coach of the year worthy. Um, but he, he you know, you, you can't you can't be coach a year because you traded away, you know, Antonio Brown, you know, you didn't sign uh Le'Veon Bell. Like those were decisions you made. It was not like, you know, the Ben thing, okay, yeah, we can we can we can we can say that's adversity because you didn't you planned on having Ben this year. The other two were your you know you guys didn't want to pay them and that was your right or Antonio's, you know, locker room cancer or whatever, you made a choice to let both those guys go. So, ah, I can't really give you too much slack for that. But I can give you slack for the fact that you started 0-3, your team looked like total garbage. Even I was starting to say, even though, you know, I, I was reluctant, but even I was like, maybe this guy's lost this team and maybe it's time for a fresh voice. Um, I was dead wrong. And, um, you know, to come back from 0-3 and to be 7-5, and I mean that's winning seven out of nine. with You're right. You're a fourth quarterback. Like, though, though that job is certainly worthy of coach of the year discussion they ain't gonna win. It's just you know, you you, you know, you know you, there, There's uh, Shanahan and Harbaugh and Peyton and you know, but but he's he's done a hell of a job. And you know it really it really goes to I guess what. You know, what I've been thinking about, brother, and I want to bring my brother into this discussion for a second, but what, what, you know, we, we've on this show, I'd I like to give the man voice credit for really creating the whole head coach quarterback discussion that you see on all the shows now. Because I would take it to my grave that before we talked about that here, you didn't hear these big talk shows making a big deal about the quarterback coach relationship. You just didn't. Now that's all people talk about. How important it is, quarterback and head coaching, head coaching quarterback and quarterbacking, you know? And, you know, I, I guess what I want to ask JB is when you hear about Tomlin turning it around like this, and then you look at uh, what I think is a quality coach like Rivera, who went to a Super Bowl fired, McCarthy, who won a Super Bowl unemployed currently, you know, do you think that maybe, uh, no, almost no matter what Jason Garrett does, it's just over. Like short of actually rallying the Cowboys to like run the table, win the division, you know, uh, you know, make it to a Super Bowl and probably win the motherfucker. Do you think short of winning a Super Bowl, is it over for this guy?
0: Yes, been over. I mean, this this turkey been cooked long time ago. And like I told y'all before, with him not getting the contract extension, it pretty much meant that he had to make a deep playoff run to keep his job. And right now, it, it's still, even though the cop was in first place, they got another four games to go. It's not guaranteed they're going to win the division. It's going to be honest with you. Not guaranteed. So, he should have been, yes, it, short of a Super Bowl win, or maybe even a Super Bowl appearance, he's gone. He's got to go. Right now they should be doing their due diligence to see who's going to be the next possible coach. And I mean really honing in on who's going to be the next coach, not just hemming and hawing, taking a look, thinking about this person, thinking about that person. No, you need to start really doing some type of of deep dive into who's going to be up and coming for for the next coach come next year. Because outside of a Super Bowl appearance at the least, he's gone.
1: Well, I, w- I wouldn't start doing a due diligence now, but I- as you're saying, in off-season, you know, did my fact. fact if you, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna release it, you know my my issue is, and training I want your thoughts on, on on you know, you you had a coach that won ten games and got fired, and um, hasn't been a head coach since, and I, you know, I guess what I'm trying to understand is, you know, fans are so quick. I I I've been. This week, you know, we got a nice snowstorm up here in uh, New England. Pretty, pretty ugly out for early December. Not happy at all, but it is what it is. Um, so I've been home and I've been listening to Jason Garrett's press conferences. And the way the press conferences come up, they you can you can. It's, I think it's Periscope. I think it's Periscope. Don't don't quote me, but I think it's Periscope because you can see people's comments. And I think you use like your Twitter handle and you can make comments. And man, I, I I'm one that kind of understands that Jason Garrett has underperformed and I understand you know there comes a point in time where you gotta cut bait with the quarterback. We've all been there with all of our teams. Maybe maybe not so much the Steelers, but outside of the Steelers we've all been there. But what is up with the fan I mean the fan I mean I'm, I'm, I'm reading these comments, and it's almost making me not want to fire the guy because these fans don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Coach clap. Okay, the guy does a lot more than clap. And I don't know a coach, a coach out there that doesn't do something to try to motivate his players. Clap, yell, scream, whatever. Everyone has their own whatever they do. And it's like, it's like hey, wait a minute, guys. Maybe the team isn't where you thought they would be. But they are still in the first place, like, like 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 I don't get it Trey, I want to ask you. your team is kind of floundering like my team, and I had said maybe a week or two ago that Maggie might be on the chopping block, and you, you didn't agree with me so so do you think there's a like you as a bears fan and looking at you know your your team in the struggle this year after? you know, making a playoffs last year, and certainly you had some of the same expectations this year as we had. Now both of us sitting there like, God damn, what's going to happen? Um, why do you think your coach is safe? What's going on in Chicago that would lead you to believe that your coach is safe?
2: I think, um, you know, I understand the NFL is um, uh, what have you done for me lately, Lee. But I think uh, when it comes to, Coaching and uh, the change of certain positions, such as your quarterback, um, you have to be careful to move on, not to move on too quickly. Um, Stability and continuity are, uh, to me, are major for for NFL. You know, just because you change head coaches doesn't mean things are going to get better. You know, um, yep, Marvin Jones wasn't doing a whole lot down there in um. Cincinnati. I mean, I mean, the team stayed relatively competitive through the regular season. Just could not get over the hump of that postseason. They let them go. Uh, Not really a huge roster change, and now they're like bottom feeders. And then they tried to bench their quarterback, saying, "Well, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna bench Andy Dalton," as if making him the scapegoat, and then Andy Dalton comes back and they, they win their first game. Right. So. For us, uh, if you specifically for for Mac Nagy, can't forget the guy was Coach of the Year just a year ago. Our GM was GM of the Year just a year ago, with all the moves that we made, and we end up being a competitive team. How we played, we we definitely played some bad football this year, but I've seen every game, um, and uh, there's some lessons to be learned for the coaches. There's lessons to be learned for the players. Uh, I'm not ready to see it all just get blowed up, you know, because we kind of fell off in the season. Because um, that doesn't mean that the replacement is going to be any better. Because every time you have a coaching change, there's player change. And change doesn't necessarily lead to winning <laughs> un- un- unless you're coming from the bottom up. You know, when they let go of Lovey Smith and he was a 10-win season, Uh, I understood, didn't necessarily agree, but once you start firing your OCs, eventually you're going to be next. He could never really find an offense coordinator to to run his offense the way that he ran his defense. So uh, I think teams need to learn to be patient. You know, that's kind of what I'm hearing across the board, even from former players and some, and it's like these teams want a flat, they want – I mean, they really want to go from bottom to the top the next year. And and to be honest, man, it it takes a good – even if you are successful, even if you can go from bottom to the top, it takes a good three to four years for you to have some true stability with your team.
1: So, JP, let me ask you, do you think that we are victims of the moment with coaches like McVay that came in and had quick success, Peterson came in, and had quick success. Do you think that that sending a message to the league that you know maybe maybe and I'm asking you, I'm not I'm not telling you, mm-hmm. but could it be overvaluing a head coach and having these owners and general managers thinking, well, look at what happened, look at what you know has happened with these organizations. If we can just bring in the right hot shot coach, we can do the same thing, and we don't have to wait three or four years as training would indicate. We can we could turn this around in, in one season.
2: Is I, there is I don't there think, any
1: precedent being set, do you think?
2: Uh, there 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 seems to be trying to set or at least at least people are trying to lean to a precedent, but that's not that's that's not that's not realistic. I, I'd rather instead of looking at the McVeigh's, I'd rather look at the Belichick's, uh the Harbaughs, the P. Carrolls the uh, uh, the Mike Tomlin's, I rather really look at those guys. Where your team consistently remains competitive because you understand how to coach men. That's 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 what you do. Even Minnesota, for that matter, since Zimmerman has been there, they've been competitive. So when you look at McVay, yeah, great. McVay came in, got Jericho off on the right track, but. Uh, now everybody kind of sees what kind of quarterback Jerry Goff is, but they already paid him, and they paid him a lot of money, you know. But it looks like he's struggling to get through his progressions and 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 read defense when that run is getting stalled. And if you remember, t the reason and that was it was you and I who did who did the, who did the show that that night when I uh, called out the four horsemen. And the main reason why I called them the four horsemen was because these were the only four quarterbacks that I saw in the league who could actually uh continue to be um continue to to put up points and 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 have a really good offense without a run game. Those are the only four quarterbacks that were able to do that. Like mm. they were never tops in the league as far as rushing the ball. Neither the team. But yet they they kept you in games, and if if it, if the ball was in their hand in the last two minutes, W. <laughs> it's it's a, the W is coming. Mm. So yeah, it, 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 they it, it, people seem to be trying to lean towards their precedent, but I think that I don't think that's that's realistic. Okay,
1: JB, your thoughts on my last question. About the precedent.
2: Uh, repeat
0: that question. Up. Repeat that question again.
1: Do you think that because we've seen coaches come in and have quick turnarounds like McVeigh and Peterson, that that could be setting a precedent for other owners and general managers to wanna cut bait with coaches? I'm not talking about Garrett for this one. Garrett's been around nine, ten years, so he's had the opportunity. But could that be sending a dangerous message that you can you can go out and find your young or whatever hot shot? bring them in, and in a, in a season turn this thing around and be a Super Bowl contender? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought the question was. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it is dangerous, uh, very dangerous as a matter of fact, because, and, and I'll take it a step further, I think we're just in an, an overall time period where everyone is so quick to jump to a conclusion. And we talked about overreactions from the beginning of the season where you have one person have a b- great breakout game and they say, you know, everybody wants to put them in the Hall of Fame can't do that with coaching. Uh, It's hard enough to to do it with players. It's even worse when you do it with coaching. Coaching, Head coach and quarterback, that combination that you referenced earlier, speaks volumes at the pro level. And college is one thing. It's very important. But when you have such a a tight window between the first string, the second string, the, the talent level that's there can't be denied. So you need the right coach to be able to extract the most talent out of that particular player in that particular situation, across the board from offense to defense to special teams. If you think that you can just go out and pick a quarterback or excuse me, pick up a head coach like getting a bag of groceries is no big deal, think again. And if folks think that they're going to find these McBays and, and these, these young Shanahan's and whatnot that, that, that is low hanging fruit, it's not the case. You're going to set your your you're going to set your franchise back quite a bit. Just like by, uh, going out and getting a franchise quarterback to find out they're a bust, it's the same thing with the head coach. It ruins continuity. It ruins that the the, the, the uh, what you gonna call it the the overall locker room feel, and you don't know who's going to be the next coach. Constantly wondering what kind of system is this next coach going to bring in. So if you keep having this turnover, you're setting your franchise back, and it's just not a good look. So. To answer your question, yeah, it's very dangerous.
1: So to kind of bring this topic home, um, K-Star, you know, you're a Steeler fan, obviously, and, you know, (laughs) it's like all the rules to head coaching don't apply to Pittsburgh, who's had, what, three head coaches in its entire career, and they've all won at least one Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Like, so... You know, do you have any insight? Like, is, is it just luck? Is it just luck that that has happened? Or do you have some insight for us as to the method? Now, you know, obviously we know about the Rooney Rule, um, but I don't think it's the Rooney Rule that did it. But um, you, know, you know what what has Pittsburgh done differently versus every other team in the NFL to have consistency at head coach?
3: I think it's tuned out the noise, not even entertained the the narrative of a coach, coach coaching job being in parallel. I mean, one of the things that was most odd about last season for Pittsburgh was all the in-house drama. Um, That's not really something that happens too much in the organization. So I think the organizational thing where they have the leadership from the top down, they don't let nagging drama infiltrate the locker room or or at least make it to the media. And I think that uh, the Rooney's always had, Really, for one, patience, for one, they have patience, uh, which I think a lot of people, coaches need in this league. Um, but also just, just confidence and, and uh, um, a good GM ability, right? I mean, they all work in unison. You can't just have one thing or another. Um, but I, I think, again, most, most importantly, it's just patience and, and not even entertaining the drama, the tabloids, the media, um, you know, because I think in a lot of cases just in lie perception can oftentimes become reality, even though it's not reality. So I think if you entertain a lot of the noise and you don't tune it out, you know, maybe that can become part of your reality. And I think with the Cowboys, with Jason Garrett, I mean, damn, it's like every year we hear about it. You know, and, and I get you know, maybe that's Jerry's style. Um, you guys will know better than I if this is what he does, but uh, and that maybe he wants to hold the feet of the coach to the fire so they feel that sense of urgency 24-7, but I think that by doing that, sometimes you create, you know, negative consequences and emotions and, and residual effects to the team as well. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'll say this about the Cowboys situation, and you know, this conversation has been, it's, um, um, it's, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a, an enlightening one for me. Uh, welcome back, Train. Um, yeah. It, 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 And I'll say this about the Cowboys situation. You know, I'm torn, totally, completely torn on the whole Garrett thing. On one side of it, I I do think that there are areas of deficiency that he should not be deficient in after being a head coach as long as he's been a head coach. There are just certain things that shouldn't happen. You know, the the whole punting thing that went on with the Patriots shouldn't happen. Um, Dak Prescott going out there in New England and playing a quarter and a half without a glove. Like this is preparation. Um, you know, and there's a ton of ton of things that I can point to that that I look at him as the head coach and say, do, are you preparing these guys? Are you making sure that these guys have every possible chance to be successful? We know Bill Belichick is doing that. We firmly believe that Mike Tomlin is doing that. We've all had coaches in the past that we believe have done that. I don't know that Jason Garrett has done that. On the other side of the coin, um, and this is something that K-Star you can't relate to, but, you know, I think of Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, and Wade Phillips, who's a great defensive coordinator. He was a terrible head coach. Everywhere he went as a head coach, he was terrible. And, and you know, even Barry Switzer, he wasn't very good. He was, he, you know, he took Jimmy's team and lost one or couldn't get to, the, you know, one Super Bowl. And then the next year, just because the Cowboys were just so much talented than every other team in the league. And this was right when free agency was about to kick in, um, thanks to Jerry Jones, by the way, and Miami hates free agency. But, hey, uh, you're the one that wanted it. Um, but, you know, Switzer wasn't a good pro Football. That's why he never coached another team in the pros. But Jerry's team, you know, Jimmy's team was so much better, he was able to eke out a Super Bowl in the 95. But when I think about all these other coaches, and then I look at like a Parcells, who, you know, is, you know, as far as coaching goes, my favorite coach, and to me, the best coach ever. You know, no disrespect to Bill Belichick, but I think Parcells, and we all know that Belichick came from the Parcells coaching trip. But I'm afraid, you know, it's almost like, can you tell me who's going to be the next head coach before you fire Jason Garrett? If you tell me it's going to be Bill Cowher, if you tell me it's going to be, I know it's not, but if you tell me it's going to be McCarthy, uh, even Rivera, or somebody that's proven, okay, Jason, you got to go. So you just wouldn't want to be If you tell me it's going to be Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer, any of these guys that have no pro football success on their resume, I'm not sold. And I don't know that this is the time with this talented team to bring in a college coach. I know we did it with Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy was Jimmy. You know, Jimmy was, you know, he was rare. Okay. That doesn't happen often. It happened with Jimmy. Pete Carroll, his first stint in New England, he was terrible. Nick Saban was terrible. Chip Kelly, terrible. So the norm is college coaches have a difficult time making that jump. Jimmy did it. Good for him. I'm not ready to go back and get another college Superman coach and see what he can do. I would rather someone in the NFL that has proven themselves and and wants to take the Cowboys to the promised land. Now I'm gonna make I'm gonna make and I put this on Twitter and I'm gonna put it on record and you know, it's probably not going to happen. But I can envision this because the NFL is crazy like this. We are now all, everybody now knows that Tom Brady is not Tom Brady anymore. Whoever that guy is wearing number 12, it ain't Tom Brady. Maybe it's Giselle coming out throwing a football farm. I don't know, but it ain't Tom Brady. Okay. The Tom Brady, as we know it, is gone. The superstar quarterback is gone. Can he? pull together one game here and there and do well? Sure. But the guy that's going to throw or lead his team week after week to victory, that guy's gone. That defense is carrying that team. That's a fact. We all know this. So, Brady, if you, and this again, y'all can rip me apart when you hear what I'm going to say, and I welcome it. But Brady, even after wins, isn't looking happy on the sidelines, right? Not looking happy in the new conference. We heard him yelling at his wide receivers, that they got to get more explosive and get separation, right? That's not Tom Brady. We don't think he doesn't do that. Oh, yeah, he does now. I think Brady is fighting now with his own mortality. All of this I'm going to play till I'm 45 and beyond because I feel great. Well, as everyone says, father time is undefeated. That's I still have to say it is not beyond the realm of reality that Tom Brady um, either won decides to go to another team. If feel he feels he, that he is limited here in New England, but I doubt that would happen. But if anything's possible. Um, but more po- more possible would be Tom Brady retiring because he's not going to want to go out there next year looking like he's looking at now. It's not going to happen. Okay? Not Tom Brady retires. Jason Garrett gets fired. Right? Cowboys make some noise. But they Most people, I'm, I'm going to hold on to my fandom. And I'm going to say, hey, My team's got a sluggish chance that they can put it all together, but we'll see. The story will play out. But let's just assume statistics are what they are, and the Cowboys don't make a lot of noise in the postseason, and Jason Garrett is summarily fired. My bold prediction, that probably won't happen, but I want everybody to remember this day that I said it. Bill Belichick comes to Dallas and takes over the Cowboys, and he shows the NFL that he can do it without Tom Brady and without Robert Kraft. And not only can he do it without Robert Kraft and without Tom Brady, he can do it for the owner that everybody says is impossible to coach for. Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest coach of all time. I still think it's ourselves, but most people will say it's Belichick. That would be his ultimate challenge. Don't be surprised. These guys all know each other. Okay? Don't be surprised. I'm throwing it out there. Throwing it out there early. You haven't heard this anywhere. Nobody has said this. But let's see how the season plays out. Let's see what happens in the offseason. And the key is going to be what Tom Brady going to do. And how does Bill Belichick react? Remember, it was only three years ago that Belichick was ready to move on from Brady to Garoppolo, and the reason we know this story is true because no one has denied the story. Not Brady, not Belichick, not Kraft, not Garoppolo. No one has denied the story. And so what did Kraft do? He tra- traded Jimmy G, sent him to San Francisco. So, okay. know, yeah, Belichick along for the ride, but something, I, I just, you know, anyway, thoughts, anybody want to take a minute to tell me how crazy I am, I'm, I'm willing to take it, come on with
2: it, I'm just going to take a second to say you're crazy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you sit there and go, Man, what's he talking about, and then the more you let that marinate, The more you let that marinate, how outlandish is it, would it be, for Belichick to take the job that everybody says no good coach wants to because Jerry just wants a puppet? And do you think that Jerry wouldn't hire Bill Belichick? He hired Bill Parcellus. You think for a second that he wouldn't hire Bill Belichick and give him the keys to the kingdom? At 77, going to be 78 years old? With this talent almost guaranteeing the Super Bowl? <laughs> Jerry's a lot of things. He's a lot of things. Stupid is not one of them. No one, no one's coming at me. So maybe y'all letting that marinate. Maybe, but well, JB, let me ask you, man. You, 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 my brother and my fellow cowboy fan up in this seat. I know the thought of it makes you happy, but you know, am I, am I, am I smoking some of that wacky weed?
0: uh some wacky tobacky um <laughs> y- you're right the the fan in me would would love to see that the the realistic side of me doesn't see it happening and, and i really wish it would jerry is not stupid but i think what's higher jerry's level of stupidity or his ego and his ego is higher and i think his ego wouldn't allow for it to happen um it, i think we can we can pretty much put in pen, Garrett's not coming back. He, he just won't be renewed. He won't be fired, but he won't be renewed. He won't get a contract extension. That that we can pretty much put in pen outside of a Super Bowl appearance or victory. Um, so I'm with you with that one. Brady retiring, the way he's playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. He he is 10-2, but it is obvious the defense is... Is doing it for him. Um, and a couple of times, the referees as well, but we won't even get into that. So I can, I can, I can co-sign on that too. That wouldn't surprise me much. The, the the Belichick thing, that that that's as I've said before, that's stretching like a gymnast. I love to see it happen. I just I don't see it happening.
1: Okay, and most would agree with you. So, you know, I'm the crazy one. So, okay. Hey, really if, if it happens, I'll, I'll be the
0: first one to give you all props in the world if it does happen. And then <laughs> secondly, I'll be the second happiest person to see it happening.
1: i, I tell you what. If it happens, I'm cutting. I'm clipping this, this show, and I'm sending it to ESPN, and I'm telling them, give me a job. <laughs> <The> reason <laughs> why they call me the <laughs> one. Give me a job. Just saying. I'm really surprised, K Star. And K Star, I'm curious your reaction to my bold prediction because I, 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 you know, I'm used to by now. You, you, just ripping me apart, man. You ain't saying nothing. What's up, man?
3: I mean, it's it's not the run of possibility they talked about before a few years ago when they almost had that split with Robert Kraft and um, having to tell uh, Bill that they must keep Tom Brady and and um, get away Garoppolo. Yeah, you know, there's been some reports, media reports, we've got some, you know, bad, some bleb, bad blood since then. But, I mean, these are really competitive guys, the, the two of them. So, <clears throat> while I think it's unlikely, it's certainly within the range of possibility, I would think, um, considering, you know, they've, they've they've had some issues before. And I think that, you know, frankly, um, they both are, are kind of looking to prove that they are, just as good without one another than they are together. It's like a the one last challenge that they've had that they haven't proven that they've conquered or have to conquer because they've, they've conquered all other obstacles. And people would ask, you know, what do they have left to prove? But I mean, in this case, this would be, I think, something for either Bill to want to prove or, or for Tom. But I think, honestly, it would be most likely Bill uh, would be the one that, you know, perhaps leave it there. So
1: I mean, I can see it. Okay. Okay. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Um. All right. So we, we we're um, done with week uh 13. Um. Who's your league MVP? We've seen some very impressive performance by the candidates, but if if you had to vote, if you were a sports writer with a vote, I want to know who is your NFL
2: MVP. We'll start
1: with Dr. Train.
2: Uh, Right now, I like. Um, hmm, I think I like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like the I like how he's being used. I like you know, um, the stress that he puts on other defenses, um, and I like the way he's playing, and and, and uh, I like how the coaches. Uh, I mean, they're they're sticking to their game plan, man. They're lining up at the line of scrimmage, and they're like, yep, you know what's coming. Beat it. And um, uh, Lamar is playing right in right into it, so uh, and it's winning, it's winning football, and at it, the right time of the season.
1: Okay, JB, who's your league MVP right now?
0: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets split between Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. For me personally. As much as I'm a fan of of what Lamar is doing, uh, I'm still going to go with with Wilson. I think it's because I saw a statistic, uh, I think I saw it this morning, where he's 9-1 in games this year where it's a difference of one score. And and to me, that speaks volumes. Um, you're, You're not just the quarterback, you're the leader of that team. And to be able to eke out victories when it's tight like that, uh, it says a lot about the leader of the team and how he can rally the troops. So I would give him my vote for MVP this year so far.
1: Okay. K-Star.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with what J.B. had to say. You could slip between Russell and Lamar. I slightly prefer Russell for that same reason. I don't think there's any... You know, when you look at the Seahawks, their defense doesn't really stand out this year. They're kind of middle of the pack and all the metrics in like you said, I mean, Russ and the Seahawks are 9-1 one in one-score situations, and so often, guys, it's because Russell Wilson is making crazy plays happen out from his ass, and they don't particularly have a great receiving core either. I mean, if you remember, Doug Baldwin retired before the year. They just had Tyler Lockett, and they're starting a rookie receiver and DK Metcalf, and they lost their starting tight end middle of the year. So, I mean, Russell Wilson is putting it on his shoulders, and um, for now I would say it's slight edge, but Lamar is definitely gaining ground. But yeah, I'll get to uh, Russell Wilson right now. Okay.
1: Um, it it it, it is Lamar Jackson, and unless he has a decline or something changes. The, the reason I say it, it is going to be Lamar Jackson is because we've seen the Russell Wilson movie before, and he's he's great, he's incredible, he's he's where Dak Prescott should be. Dak isn't there yet. Dak is getting there, but he's not there yet. Um, but we have not seen this before. But what we're seeing from Lamar Jackson, um, and you know the the stat that you know Jay, Jay quoted is a correct one. And to me, it's almost why it's got to be Lamar Jackson. And yeah, I'm pulling up their schedule now because so while Russell Wilson is nine and one in games um, decided by one score or less, um, you know Lamar Jackson has beaten the Seahawks, Russell Wilson team, by two scores, thirty to sixteen, uh, in Seattle, uh, beat the Patriots. That was a home game, but beat them by seventeen points. Beat the Texans. 41-7, to beat the Rams, last year's NFC uh, you know, representative in the Super Bowl, 45-6, to beat the 49ers. We just saw that game. Hell of a game, but still won. And so, you know, and I, and I believe when they beat the Patriots, I think the Patriots were defeated at the time. They hadn't lost the game yet. Um, and so I think when, you know, and, and these aren't one-score wins. These are, I mean, the, the, the 49ers was a, was a close game. Um, but the all those other games, four or five games I listed, these were all two three-score wins by the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson is the reason that they're two- and three-score wins. He's the primary, not the only reason. It's a team game. But what this guy is doing, and, you know, I would be offended as I would him that they call him a quarterback that can throw, I mean a running back that can throw. No, he's a quarterback who could run his ass off. And, and, and you know, and I think, train. you said it. I mean, so here's a situation where uh, – okay, I'm sorry. I just got a message from Blog Talk. Our engineers are looking into the trouble with some host and guest calling numbers. Oh, now you want to give me another number to use. Yeah, a little late, guys. Anywho, um, you know, they're lining up, and they're saying – you know what's coming. We know what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do. Stop it. And no one's able to stop it. So, right now, I, I think I think it's Lamar Jackson, like, hands down. And I know Russell's playing well. You know, McCaffrey's playing well. Michael Thomas is playing well. Um, you know, but, man, what this guy's doing, we, we have not seen before. He's about to break Rick Vick's record. He's about to shatter. Not just break Vicks record. He is about to annihilate Vicks record. Like, I, I think I want to go get Madden and play Madden just to play as Lamar Jackson. But I remember playing as Michael Vick. Man, it was like, in my opinion, that was the most deadliest Madden player ever was Michael Vick. Now I want to go play with Lamar Jackson just because I haven't played Madden in years. But I think I want to go get in play. Anyway, um, all right. So we got a game Thursday night. Yeah, I you know, I, I didn't know if we were gonna talk about this game as friends or as foes train. Um, you know, I, I you know, we, we can you know, whatever's clever, Trevor, it don't really matter. We can go any any route here. But I, I'm gonna ask J B to start. And, you know, we got the Bears Thursday night. Um, it's a must win for Dallas, even though Philly look like they're literally collapsing as we speak, but you know, they do have an easier path than we do. Um, why do you think, well, let me not ask why do you think, what does Dallas have to do to go into Chicago and win that game?
0: Uh, I think the, the formula for them is probably going to be the same formula it's always been. You cannot beat yourself. And with costly turnovers combined with, costly penalties, the slow starts that I talked about before, these kinds of things can't happen. You have to play – you almost have to play Patriot-style football where you're not killing yourself. And I think that's what's been the problem through the course of the year. They just seem, for whatever reason, in opportune times, they have penalties that negate first downs or turnovers when they're driving or poor play calling. It always seems to be something. If they can just get back to playing – the kind of football that we expect to see. Go back to running the ball more, uh, especially if you're doing it well. Keep with the running game. Uh, use use that to set up play-action pass. I know Vanderrush isn't going to be there, but you still got enough talent on the defensive side to obviously throw it out a Chicago offense that is uh, average to say the least, and that's that, no disrespect, Train, but it is what it is. They just have to go back to playing Cowboy football you know, and, and be consistent. Instead of being incons- consistently inconsistent, be consistently well at playing the game of football the way it's supposed to be played. Do those things, and they should win. Okay.
1: Train. same question to you. What do the Bears have to do to beat the Cowboys? <laughs> Hope it's
2: really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but we definitely got to play better ball than we've been playing. It's not a, it's, uh, it's, it, I would sound like a broken record, but it's like, um, we tend to make a lot of mistakes offensively. Offensive line hasn't played the greatest this year. We haven't open, opened up a lot of holes for David Montgomery. Uh, so you're going up against a defense whose makeup is similar to your own. Um, um, so, I mean, our ability to run the ball will matter, and it has mattered in every single game that we play, but we've not been able to run the ball that well. So, honestly, I can't tell you what we'll receive, what you'll get from us offensively. Um, but in order to win, they would definitely need um, some good play from Mr. Bisky. At the end of the day, that's that's how the offense runs. It Nagy has... has shown that he wants the offense to run through Mitch no matter what, Uh, no matter how tough the game is going. um, Mitch will have 30 plus throws, head scratcher. Um, But it is what it is. Uh, I can't knock it. It's the way he's he's ran the offense since he's he's been the Chicago's head coach and they were expecting Mitch to take a step forward this year, which we've not seen. Uh, But, I mean, the past two games we played – Mitch has played better. People people would would first say it's a, you know look who they played against, but uh, Dak also played against those same teams. Okay, and so if you're if you're playing against bad defenses, you and you and you have some talent, you should look good. Um, uh, my 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 biggest concern is that uh, uh, hoping that our defense can still can still hold up. Uh, since the Raiders game, we have not been the same defense. Ever since someone found out how to slow down Khalil Mack, everybody has, quote unquote, slowed down Khalil Mack. <laughs> so, uh, and Akeem Hicks is still one week away from returning. looking for you guys. So, without um, him, I'm not sure how well our defense will play, but. Uh, stopping the run, as always, will be will be a big deal for us. I'm not too concerned about uh, the secondary; they played pretty well all season long. But uh, without a pass rush, uh, which Mac is a big part of that, um, he does need some help from from the rest of the front. So, but so let's
1: let's let's spice this up a bit. Let's spice mm-hmm. this up a bit um, because I want to know. What am I gonna be playing next week? You know what I mean? When we come back on the show next week, you know. Um, <laughs> am I gonna be am I gonna be playing this? How about you, Cowboy? Or am I gonna be playing this? <laughs> Okay, and so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you guys each two minutes. Dr. Train versus JB. Two minutes each. I got my stopwatch here. I want you to convince K-Star on who's going to win this game. I'm assuming, for purposes of this debate, you guys are going to pick your team. If you don't pick the your team, you're messing me up, okay? So I'm assuming you're going to pick your team, okay? K-Star, this isn't about you making a pick. This is about who gives you the more compelling story. So you're a fact guy. You're a data guy. You're an analyst guy. So base your, your winner is going to be based on who is more convincing, okay? Now we clear on the rules here. Yep. Okay, um, let's go with uh, um, J.B., we're going to let you go first
2: because I can we, Home team.
1: Yeah. Home team goes last. J.B. goes first. Okay. And you the got clock stop. starts Watch when ready. you start talking. Yep, as soon as you start talking, right, I'm going to hit it.
0: All right, start now. So here why, here's the reason why Cowboys going to win the game. Let's get right down to it. Looking at the lineups, talent for talent, Cowboys offensively more talented than, than the Bears. Trubisky is up and down, more down than up. The defense is going to pin the ears back. They're pissed that the, the Bills got 26 points on them on Thanksgiving. And with Bennett hooting and hollering and trying to motivate the team, having someone in the locker room that has Super Bowl pedigree and – has played the game at a high level. I believe he was a pro bowler at one time on top of being a Super Bowl champion. It's going to inspire the the, the hot boys to get after Trubisky and, and the crew and, and not have to worry about giving up 26 points. I think that momentum is also going to carry over to the offense. I think we're going to see the, the, the boys from earlier this season where you had Kellen Moore calling plays and being more innovative getting away from the linen hand syndrome that we saw plaguing us the last couple of years. He's going to get Zeke the ball more. He's going to get his playmakers involved more. Seems like the offensive line, I think um, Tyron Smith uh, has a, an Achilles injury He's limited in practice, but I don't hear anything about him not being able to play. So, the, obviously, that's the anchor of the offense. They're going to get the job done, open up some holes for, for Zeke. I think Pollard is nursing an injury. Hopefully he'll be in there to give a a bit of a one-two punch. I expect uh, Mario Cooper in there as well. I expect Gallup to handle business, and I expect Witten to come back and and have a more Witten-like game. Even though the conditions were were sloppy in that Patriots game, he still missed a couple of uh, potential first-down catches that he could have had. I think they're going to wipe all of that out, and I think they're going to be able to – Come away with, I'm going to say, even though it's on the road, I think it's going to be a, a double-digit victory. And I even I wouldn't be surprised if Tavon Austin gets in the mix or at least somebody in special teams to really fortify the victory. They realize and the urgency that
1: they have yeah. as well. Time is up.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Not bad for two minutes.
1: <laughs> no, not bad for unrehearsed two minutes. That's what I wanted, unrehearsed. Okay, Dr. Train, you have two minutes as well. The clock will start when you, stop t- when you start talking.
2: All right. Let's. Uh, first of all, Chicago's at home. Um, uh, and, uh, typically, unlike Dallas, this is a true must-win for Chicago. Dallas can actually lose this game and still win their division, which can give them a playoff spot. If Chicago loses this game, they are likely out because they are only getting in via wild card. With Green Bay uh, sitting at the top of the division with ten wins, and Minnesota right Minnesota right behind with eight, and only needing two wins to get to ten. Um, secondly, if you just look at the lineup, yep, yeah, you could you could say you could say Dallas is is more talented on offense, but Dallas has Dallas has struggled of late, where Chicago has picked it up offensively of late. It will come down to the play of Mr. Trubisky, who. Uh, if you sleep on him, he will make you pay for it. He has started to play better, started to step up in the pocket. You look at the defense. Yeah, Pakine Hicks is missing, uh, but the defense has stayed solid all season long. Two score game, double digits. Oh, man, I don't. Uh, we haven't had many of those. Maybe one to two this season, and that was truly due to poor play offensively than it was poor play defensively. So uh, I. Expect. I assume the defense will show up, as they always do. And I think Dallas is bold enough to try to single block a little Mac, and that may be a mistake uh, that they will make and will pay for. Uh, So um, I think the defense is capable of slowing down Zeke and putting that ball in Dak hands, which is preferably where we want it. He can make a few mistakes. Even Buffalo has uh, has shown that. Oh, and be careful of uh, Cordell Patterson. He's looking to break another one.
1: Okay. He still had he still had about fifteen seconds, but that's okay. okay. Um, he 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 he's he's confident that he don't even need he's kinda like it's kinda like on beat Bobby play. Y'all ever watched that show, you should check it out pretty good. And they finish their <laughs> dishes early and it's like, you know, you had some time or chopped, you know, you finish the dish early, it's like, Hey guy, you know. But anyway, um uh, David Tepper, Panthers owner, what is he saying? I was not going to go out there and start looking and do things uh, uh, behind my own back. I just don't do that. I don't care what other people do. I'm not going to do it. Okay, so I'm going to at in the eye and tell them I don't. And that's why i was signing that This network. I'm not really sure what the hell that meant. Okay. Um, so. K-Star, who made the more compelling argument, in your opinion?
3: Uh, um, well, it was cocky that train let the clock run out. He kind of just mic-dropped it. Um, but, you know, I think I would have to go with train because it's short and concise. I think that talking about the single blocking uh, and – on Khalil Mack makes a difference in the fact that, you know, the, the Bears can't stop the running. When you get the pat, Cowboys in passing situations, I thought he made a compelling argument that it's where the Bears thrive as pass rushers, so on and so forth. I thought J.V. made a good argument as well. Uh, so it's not taken away from him, but I, I would give a slight nod to, to uh, train in that one. What do you think?
2: Ding, 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 ding,
1: ding. <laughs> I, 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 I saw, the Bears. Kiss
0: my light both brown both ass on that one.
1: <laughs> I, I I thought both arguments were compelling. I think um I agree. The fact that Train didn't use the whole two minutes is is an issue. You know you want to you want to convince somebody to use all your yeah. time. But I, I I think the only thing that I heard that I kind of just don't agree with. On both sides was the fact that Cowboys can't single block Mac um, because you know Tyron Smith pretty damn good tackle and so is Lyle Collins. So um, you know this isn't this isn't two years ago when Smith was hurt and Adrian whatever his name from C, uh, Falcons came in and got six sacks on Zach because you know uh, Smith Smith doesn't give up many sacks um, and neither does Collins. And, and and don't get me wrong Mac is Mac is you know he's an exceptional player he's an exceptional player but these guys have made their reputation on quieting exceptional players so I think I think I, I, I just think factually these guys have shown that they can do it now will they do it well, you know only time will tell. but can they oh they've done it on quality players before uh, that's why they're both pro bowlers both making a lot of money and both, you know, at the top of the list in the league at their respective uh, tackle positions. Um, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, frankly. Um, I really think whichever quarterback plays the cleaner game is going to position their team to win. Both quarterbacks. I think Dak has a higher upside than Mitch at this point, but Dak has had his struggles, too. Maybe not quite as much as Mitch, but he's had plenty of struggles. Um, You know, but Mitch has been able to show some. You know, he just when we were burying him, he comes out and he plays a good game. So, and and Train was absolutely right. On paper, yes, Dallas could actually because because you know um, the uh, you know the the New England Dolphins (laughs) um, were able to. pull that upset, Actually, I actually got to watch the last part of that game, and I was shocked because I was watching the uh, Baltimore-San Francisco game on uh, NFL Package, and when it ended, I went back to regular TV to see what was on Fox, and they had bonus coverage of the, I think it was Fox, Um, or maybe it might not have been, I don't know, it could have been CBS, I don't remember which channel it was, but they had bonus coverage of the Eagles game against Miami, And I was like, oh, cool. And then I saw the score, Miami was winning. And the last I knew, the Eagles were winning. I had kind of just stopped checking. Oh. So, you know, anyway, I say all that to say, statistically, you're right. Dallas can lose Sunday and then win out, and they win the division. But momentum-wise, they've lost three out of four, two in a row. This is not a game that Dallas wants to lose, momentum-wise. You, you, All teams that are trying to make the playoffs want momentum going into December. Dallas has zero, none. There's no momentum. <laughs> that train hit a, hit a, hit a truck. <laughs> There's no momentum. So this is how they can get momentum. So it's very important to them. But it is very important to Chicago. Their fake playoff hopes would really take a severe blow if they lose this game at home. So both teams definitely have something to play for and and it's going to be a good game. I I don't agree with JB's, you know, double digit win, two scores or I'm not sure that exactly what you said double digits two scores. Um I I just think if it was in Dallas, I could see that. I could see Chicago coming at Dallas and Dallas putting a hurting on them. Like they, you know, like they did to Philly. I could see a game like a Philly game. I don't see them going to Chicago in Chicago stadium. Um, you know, you know Cold, you know, we just got snow came through all through here. So, you know, I don't know how the temperature is going to be, but it's a night game, so you know it's going to be cold. Like, I I just, I don't see Dallas just, you know, I don't don't see it. I don't see them winning by that huge a margin. Is this possible? But I don't see that. So, Um, but overall, two very good, two very good compelling arguments. And um, I I think it's going to be a a heck of a game. You know, Um, both teams on center stage. Like, this Thursday night football, you know? You, you, you know, you got the nation. Um, Chicago, a home game for Chicago, so Chicago gets some love, you know? So, I, it'll be a heck of a game. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. <sighs> all right. Um, that's all I had, guys. Didn't do a long agenda tonight, um, but I did want to touch on some things. Um, there are, you know, the, the Chiefs and the uh, uh, Patriots play on Sunday. Uh, the games are getting more and more relevant. Um, some leagues, um, fantasy playoffs are starting, um, should be starting, because you don't really want to have your championship game be week 17. So depending on the format of your league, um, I did not make the playoffs in the ASL league. Um, I am number one seed in the other league, so we'll see how that plays out. Um,
2: Train any any update on? I, just, I didn't, I looked, but I didn't really look hard. EA, EA, I'll just, I'll any. Yeah, yeah, I can update you guys. I was just looking at it right before the show. I I kind of tumbled towards the end, but I did make the playoffs, so I didn't concern myself. But, uh, uh teams in the playoffs, uh, my boy shot West Side Thunder, my boy Jerry's Kids was also a Dallas Cowboys fan, uh, Little Big Brother J with WSC, Little Giants, you know another EFL legend, Bama's EFL legend, Legend Two Tone Blue, that's another boy of mine, you know something spectacular, bleh, whatever.
3: He's, a <laughs> He's
2: Also in the playoffs. <laughs> and myself. In the the first week matchups feature uh, Shaw West Side Thunder. He came in at number one, best record of the season, up against uh, Jerry's Kids, and then Little Big Brother J got the legend, Little Giants. Uh, the Legend Bama's going up against Two-Tone Blue. And then me and k start round off the uh, oh. first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go sabotage some teams, you know, use my commission powers, move a little things around, do some points, but I'll get out the first round. No worries. It's fixed. You know, if
1: I had Drew Brees all year,
2: <laughs> I might, I,
1: when, when Brees came back, I got a couple of wins to make it interesting down the stretch. But, I lost too many early on to come back. So, um, but I'm number one seed in the in the uh, other league that I won last year. And um, did you get my, paid my yet? Issue in that league? That's what I want to know. No, I didn't get paid yet. No, no. I was wondering, you know, when I win it this year, what, what you gonna do now? You know what I mean? You going to drop the pistol when you bust in the window. You know what I mean? Like now, now you got two years. You gotta pay me, bro. What's up?
3: Oh man!
1: Um, you know I got Zeke, I got Michael Thomas, I got McCaffrey, I got I got monsters. Well, the so problem I have is at quarter. Yeah, the uh, problem I, I I sniffed McCaffrey out early. Um, but I knew his dad, nice. not knew him, but I, his daddy was daddy was pretty good too. Um, my problem is, I Jared Goff was my starter. Jared Goff went into the toilet. I put in Nick Foles. He had. Like one, oh. maybe two good games. Now, now he's benched. So now I got to choose between Goff and Fitzpatrick as my starting quarterback for the playoff game. And I'm leaning towards yeah. Goff looking at – um, I can't remember who they play, but looking at the
2: opponent. I, Goff and Brown. They got a tougher. They got a tough opponent. It's not an easy. It's a tough opponent. So, yeah. Does doesn't
1: Miami play like Seattle
2: or something? Uh, Miami on the other hand. Uh, give me a second, team. God dang it. Let me sniff this out schedule. Okay. All right. Oh, Dolphins got the Jets, bro. Oh, the Dolphins got the Jets. Yeah, man. The Rams. Oh, okay, well. Have uh, they got Seattle. I don't know oh, if you want to put golf up <laughs> <play> against <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, I was going with the team
1: that wasn't playing. <laughs> they <Seattle>. all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going with the team that wasn't playing Seattle. So. Yes, yeah, so I'm going with Fitzpatrick. He's
2: going to be my starter. You mean um, Fitz Magic? Because. That's what's going to happen. Hey, hey, you know what?
1: You know what? He done, he done beat the Eagles, helping my Cowboys. Now I need him to, you know, keep going and help me win my second consecutive and third overall in that league um, Super Bowl title. So back to let me Let me just, I'm, I'm let me just say this real quick. Now.
2: This magic, I believe, I truly believe, is the only player in the NFL that's truly living a dream. He can go out <laughs> <laughs> and throw three
1: touchdowns and four interceptions and start the next week
2: like, hey, y'all ready for this? <laughs> it's, there's no pressure yeah. on him whatsoever. It's like, we're not bringing you back next year. No problem. I'll find a job. Yeah. Trust me, it's already lined right.
1: up. Right. <laughs> uh, Guy's 37 years old. And you know, since the league don't want to give Kaepernick a job, he's like, Okay, good. You know, Dolly send me one more uh
2: me one more year. Dude, he took the starting role from Josh Rosen, who's supposed to be an up and coming. Like they didn't even stick with him for one season. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, don't bring him to Chicago, please don't. <laughs> 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 it's so sporadic, man. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: funny. Oh, oh god. god. Um all right, now who uh who do the Steelers have uh, this weekend, K Star? Mm. You know fell asleep uh, the
2: Steelers have No no No,
3: no. no. Um The Steelers have the Cardinals this weekend at Arizona. I feel pretty Uh, confident, about.
1: Okay, Steelers have the Cardinals. Okay, that should be a W. And I think the 49ers play the Saints, right? This was their back-to-back, like the toughest schedule in NFL history, back-to-back games, like ever. They had uh, the Ravens, and now they've got the Saints.
2: Yeah. Yep. Oof. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I think as as we get on out of here, as you guys have your final words, throw in there. I'm just curious uh, who you think the best team in the NFL is. I'm curious because there's a cluster of teams all in that 2 3 loss area. And I'm just curious what, you know, if, if you guys picked one team. I don't want to hear it's between Team A and Team B. One thing, courage of your conviction, who is, in your opinion right now, the best team in the NFL. We'll start with K-Star, and you can also close out, you know, we so you don't get on out of here.
3: That's a question again. I didn't hear you. Uh,
1: as you give us your final thoughts and final words for this show, mm-hmm. also tell us, who do you think the best team in the NFL is right now? <sighs>
3: um, I think right now it's the Ravens. I would have said the Niners going into this past weekend. I think that they're actually pretty close. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a Super Bowl preview. It was a great game. Um, but because they won, we give the Niners – I'm sorry. We give the Ravens the edge, top, you know, top three point differential. Just beat the Niners. Just beat the Patriots. Uh, to me, they're the front runners for best team in the league. Um, and you know, as far as my final thoughts go, just get another win, Pittsburgh. I mean, eight and five in control on destiny. Pretty remarkable to see. Again, just want to give a shout out to Coach Tomlin. Um, probably his best job given the circumstance. And uh, man, there was a lot of there, there was a lot of haters going into this year, or old people who were doubting him, and um, for him to rise up the way he has and Lead and steer and, uh, the shit away from the iceberg. It's been really impressive. So good shit, look, Tom, Coach Tomlin. Okay. okay. All
1: right, JB. Same question and final thought.
0: Uh, I'd have to say we're looking at top to bottom. I'd have to say the Ravens too. You know, granted, I said Russell Wilson for MVP, but you know, that's that's different than looking at a, the best team overall. So I'd have to give it to them just based upon the, the victories that they've had over the quality opponents that they've had. Take nothing away from the Saints. Take nothing away from the Niners. Just quality opponents. Uh, I would say the Ravens are the uh, the best team in the league right now. Final thoughts. Um, the hell with that damn debate. I want it. Y'all kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> Cowboys really need to win this game, uh, bar none. Uh, T, I think you hit it on the head. Momentum-wise, you're right. There, there is no momentum right now. Folks need to just get back to doing whatever it takes to get a W and, and playing smart football. And hopefully, these coaches can can get back to really getting some some quality coaching in. Take advantage of the fact that they had a full week and um, go out and get a win because uh, they desperately need one right now.
1: Okay.
2: Dr. Train. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go with the team that I chose my MVP on this. As far as the best team is in the league right now, I really like the way Baltimore is playing. I think that is truly sustainable uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, not to say they can't lose, but I, I like the kind of the kind of ball that they're playing. Um, as far as final thoughts. This is, it's it's hands down a must-win game for Chicago. But the consolation prize is, if we lose, we can finish in the third position in our division, along with the Rams finishing third in their division, and Chicago will be coming to L.A. for another game. So I get to tailgate again next season. So, hey, it's a win-win for me at this point. I'm going to put a whole lot into this. But I would love to come on here next week and talk just a tiny bit of trash. I love you, too too much to talk a whole whole lot of trash but it will be a tiny bit of trash it's a little bit you know one basket of but good luck to you guys this season you know this with this week you know um hope uh Zach meets Khalil Mack a lot like a whole <laughs> lot Okay. Go bear.
1: um so I I got a few things to say um and it's going to span up a little bit of a, a variety. First and foremost, I know she's listening, and I want to wish my girlfriend, Lena, a happy birthday. Her birthday is in one hour and 40 minutes. It's actually uh, tomorrow, and um, we are going out to dinner tomorrow night, and uh, I just want to wish her a happy birthday. I love you, and um, you're not aging, which I don't understand, because, like, I am, and you're not, and that kind of sucks, because when we go out, People looking at me like, what are you doing with that young girl? It's pissing me off. Okay, it's pissing me off. Okay. Um, but anyway, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Um, um, I'm trying to remember everything I wanted to say. Um, so, real, I won't go deeply into it, but Stephen A. Smith today, it went on a bit of a tirade because Jerry Jones came out and said that Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. And his problem was why, you know, does Jerry Jones get to advocate for Jason Garrett? Um, and he, he made it a race thing. And, you know, you'd have to go on YouTube and actually hear the whole thing. Um, but and my problem with it is everything is not race. Some things are, some things are not. Now the problem here is now we see Ron Rivera, who's an Hispanic, coach, get fired, so it's just going to feed into him tomorrow. I almost only want to listen to the show. But I, I guess I would I would say to Stephen A. Smith, who doesn't follow the Cowboys like we do, is that you know Jerry Jones, you know J- Jason played for Jerry as well, and was offensive coordinator, and when he was hired as head coach, Jerry had been looking for his Tom Langer. He was looking for his guy that he could have in his long-term coach. I know this because I followed a team. This is a fact. This isn't subtle, but Jerry wanted his long-time coach. He had gone through many coaches, and then he had Bill Parcells, but unfortunately he had Bill Parcells at the um, – why didn't my phone just go off? Um, that was weird. He had Bill Parcells at the end of his career. If he had Bill Parcells younger, maybe Bill Parcells would have been a long-time coach. I don't know. But Jerry wanted that long-time coach. It's not easy to coach for Jerry Jones because he's also your general manager. So you're in a situation where the general manager is also the owner of the team. There's nowhere else to go. Kind of. That's it. That's what you're dealing with. And Jason Garrett is, is, you know, he's handled that well. Um, so I, I just think even A, you're, you're off on this one. And, um, in the offset chance that someone from ESPN is actually listening, which I believe they do from time to time, go ahead and share that with them. But I'm curious what he's going to say tomorrow. Um, as, as far as Thursday night goes, uh, you know, both teams are in a must-win situation. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I want to see a complete game where we're not beating ourselves. I have a big ribeye for Thursday night, about two and a half pounds. And it's sitting in my freezer. I'm going to take it out tomorrow so it can thaw out because it's big and it's going to need some time. I'm going to season that bad boy up tomorrow night. Just put it, you know, have it in the fridge, season it up. And Thursday, that's going to be my football meal. And um, you want Mr. Mack to meet Mr. Prescott? Well, I want to see a Trubisky sandwich of D Law and Robert Quinn. That's what I want to see Thursday night, baby. Up. Oh, uh, so, anywho, um, I think that's it. I think that's all I that's all I have. Um, guys, enjoy the games this weekend. We're, yeah, we believe it. We're in December. I know it's December because I got a foot of snow outside. Train, what was the temperature? Um, what was your temperature today out in California?
2: Uh, nice.
1: <laughs> How about a number? What was the temperature? Nice. <laughs>
2: Uh man, it felt like um, it felt like maybe mid 60s or something. It's a, okay, a little cloudy today, a little cool. All
1: right, JB, what was it down in Georgia?
0: Actually, I'm closer to train than I am to you. I'm in Utah on business right now. But okay. it was in the 40s, the upper 40s down in um, in Lawrenceville where I live. So it's a little below average for this time of year.
1: Yeah, but no snow. And uh, Jacksonville, what's the temperature down in Jacksonville, Okay,
3: star Right now, it's fucking 40 degrees, man. It's kind of cold for here. <laughs> oh, no, oh, right. What was
1: it at? Two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, it was like 52. 52, okay. All right, fuck all y'all because I got a foot of snow and it, it didn't get over 30 today. <laughs> so fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch bunch of bullshit. All right. All right. Hey, on that note, we're going to get on out of here. Good show, guys. Looking forward to next week. And again, who's going to win? The Cowboys or the Bears? We'll find out Thursday night because that feud will definitely be settled on the field. See everybody next week. Good night, everybody. The best that 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 The best that that that